Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Vegas, that gentleman right there, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Fun fight this weekend. Sean, you were in attendance. Terrence Crawford! Went off free fight here at Circa, minus 1,000. And then as that fight was going on early, those odds were dropping. Never got too out of control, but it felt like maybe we got a live dog. Sitting there, and I know you had some pretty nice seats uh, yeah. as your company was... Uh, just third row. Just, wasn't, wasn't the first row, it was third. I mean, I guess... Yeah. Step up your game, Warren Sapp. I mean, mm-hmm. come on now. Um, but sitting there and watching uh, as close as you were, did you feel like there was a chance Crawford could be beat early no. on? No. No. Well, I'm a, a aficionado of the sport. Like, I don't, I you really, love the sweet science. So I've seen so many of Terrence's fights. I've seen him do this before. Like the mental pressure he has on his opponent to be perfect, especially defensively the entire fight. A lot of people don't know this. Since he moved up to 147 at welterweight, he's knocked out every opponent. Yeah, This is seventh win at welterweight, seventh knockout. Stop it. So. And he could have got plus money. We were talking about it. It was on, plus 155. Yeah, we were talking about it on Friday's show. Uh, if if you wanted to, by the way, the Bucks defense coming to play. No Vita Vea tonight, but they get another sack. Under four minutes to go, 30-10 to 10 right now. Uh, looks like the Bucks will be headed to – Cover town here. And you could have got almost plus 300 in totality because 
Crawford to win by TKO KO. Plus 155. Was plus 155. Yep. Crawford, the fight not to go over 10 and a half rounds was plus 160. And by the way, how about that? That the fight ended in the 10th round, yeah. a minute 21. Yes. Nine seconds under the total. Yeah. And you could have got, as you mentioned, plus money on the under. I mean, that is remarkable to think about how close it was. I think it was plus 225 to the under. So, yeah, you could have had you had the TKO and the under. Uh, that would have been a nice little uh, situation to be in. Yeah, very. But it was, uh, it was a fun fight, fun fight to it watch. Was. Was I am not a, uh, a boxing enthusiast like you, but oh, I yeah. love watching these fights. And that fight, you know, there's been some boring fights, uh, but I, I thought there was a lot of action in that fight. We have not gotten a boring fight. Not the main event in the entire fall because yeah, Canelo Fury and Plant was, was great. Wilder Fury was great. Uh, I thought Shakur Stevenson, Jamel Herring was great. Of course, Crawford mm-hmm. and uh, Porter was great. This Saturday, we get Devin Haney versus Jojo Diaz. This Sunday, well, not this week, next weekend. It's okay. the fifth, fourth and the fifth of December. We get Devin Haney and Jojo Diaz, and that Sunday we get uh, Javante Tank Davis. Is fighting. Uh, I think it's Issa Cruz. At the Staples Center. So, boxing's delivering, man. Lomachenko fights in December. Uh, so, we got some good fights coming up. All right. Well, keep me posted. Did you end up any uh, any bets on that fight? I did not. I didn't. Because you always thought Crawford was going to win. So I did. You weren't interested in, in the in the dog. I wasn't. And and no surprise. I mean, you know, I was talking to Derek. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't say it, you know, in straight-up terms. But I, I have to imagine the books were happy with the result. Yeah. Because... People are going to see that big plus price in a boxing match, and they're going to say, "Let me just take the plus six fifty. Well, you say you had one guy that laid like what four hundred thousand to win fifty or something. Yeah, so yeah, but but I, I think at the end of the day, I don't trust books boxing. Are probably happy. I don't trust boxing like that when it goes to the scorecards. I've seen too many strange results happen, like the judges are watching a different fight. So it was interesting to see. So. Final thought on, on, on the Porter. So in that 10th round, he got knocked down twice. And the second time he got knocked down, I'm curious from your vantage point, because he started pounding the yeah. the canvas. Well, he was frustrated because he made a mistake that he, coming into the fight, him and his dad, you know, we kind of worked on not making that mistake. But his dad stopped the fight because he's seen Terrence Crawford. He's the best closer in boxing. Mm. He did not want his son to take any more punishment. And he stumbled getting up, too. Yeah. So you can see his so equilibrium was a bit off. Sean Porter's never been knocked down twice yeah, in a fight ever. Wow. So this happened not only something that never happened, but in the same round in a span of seconds. So I think Kenny Porter did the right thing. He took a lot of criticism, not necessarily for stopping the fight, but for his comments after the fight. But yeah. until you've trained your son, you know, and he's at this point in his life where Porter already has a blossoming a broadcasting career. He oh, calls really? the fights for PBC. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he's transitioning right into his second. You don't want your son to take unnecessary punishment and, and end up, you know, knocked out. You know, they got to give him the smelling salts. You know, it's, it's no need for that. T- Terrence Crawford was the better man. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get the fight everyone wants to see. Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hopefully. That'd be nice. Boxing needs those fights. I think the Fury-Wilder situation was, was helpful. And I think what boxing... Hopefully what they're learning I assume we're going to get Fury and, and uh... Usyk at some point. But I think Usyk is rematching Anthony Joshua. Okay. So Usyk just beat Joshua, and I think he had a rematch clause. But I think the thing that boxing needs to take from this is the regularity of the fights is what is bringing the sport back. It's not like we have one great fight and then it's six months before right. we have another one. Like, you know, since October, 
been like, it's been a lot of fights. Yeah, it's, yeah, been, it's, it's and, been good and really good ones with big names. And so. I think that's what's been helpful to UFC too. Is there's the so many there's, there's so many fights, and we've got another big pay per view coming up in early December. Shout out to Dana White. They do a great job. Yeah, they it'll, do. It'll be. Uh, I, I, we got to get Dana on the show. That'd be cool. Work works with me. I don't know him, but I know a man that knows a man that <laughs> says he knows a man that knows him. So I'm C. <laughs> um, Buccaneers uh, salting this bad boy away. It's going to hit the under. Uh, that close 50. Buccaneers are going to cover. So the uh, the streak of Brady not covering on prime time. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna, broken. Going to come to a close. 30 to 10 right now. The Buccaneers taking care of business. We'll focus more on this game here uh, when it concludes. On the, and we'll do it on the other side of the break. But I just... Final thoughts about the college football weekends. You know, Georgia didn't play anybody. They played Charleston Southern. Uh, shout out Autry Denson, head coach there. Um, but Autry you played with us in Tampa. You saw a bunch of maybe one of my favorite Notre Dame players of all time. He was awesome. Um, but you really the weekend, it was, you always hear like, you know, nicknames of, of, uh, of weekends. It was Statement Saturday. I mean, the Pac-12, for the fifth straight year, gone. They mm-hmm. are adios. Uh, Oregon gets plastered by Utah, 38-7. to uh, Utah is just a different team uh, this second half of the season, and, and congrats to them. Likely, we will see Utah and Oregon play again here in Allegiant Stadium uh, in less than two weeks uh, for the Pac-12 championship. Oregon needs to take care of business in the Civil War. If they lose that game, then it gets crazy. I feel bad for Oregon. It was there, man. This was, was a year where was I felt like have it. they had the team, and because of the injuries, you just don't know what they could accomplish. Yep. They lost, lost the, the two linebacker. linebackers. Yep. They lost C.J. Fredell, who's their best offensive player, who was huge against Ohio State yep. in week two. So, I mean, it's going to be the same old putting 12 is what I call the conference, but this was one year where I felt like if Oregon, Oregon could have stayed healthy, would have been interesting. It was there for them to be had. Um, and that's, you know, and unfortunately for the conference, that's happened now. Didn't happen last year, but two years ago, uh, Utah went into the Pac-12 championship game, and they could have taken care of business. And instead, Oregon won that game. Justin Herbert goes on and plays in the Rose Bowl. They win uh, the Rose Bowl that year. So uh, Oregon and Utah likely in the Pac-12 championship. And the road is now paved. For Cincinnati to get in, but you know, before we went to break, we mentioned Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, uh, in the most recent college football playoff rankings, they were sitting at nine. They get a shutout win over the weekend. The defense continues to be really strong. They're now a four-point favorite this weekend in Bedlam. Uh, look, Mike Gundy's record against Oklahoma is bad. I think he's like two and twelve all time against Oklahoma. From what you've seen from the Cowboys, and I think the biggest thing for Oklahoma State, in my opinion, Sean is that if they win on Saturday night in Bedlam mm-hmm. against uh, Oklahoma, they will likely not have to face Oklahoma again. But if Oklahoma wins, then Oklahoma and Oklahoma State would face each other in the Big 12 championship game. So I just wish I wish Spencer Sanders was a little more consistent. 15 touchdown passes, only six picks on the year, but he's only completing – right at 60% of his passes. And I just don't know if you can be one-dimensional and have success against any of the three teams that they would ultimately probably play. Yeah. And and you look back, and I know this isn't fair. I feel like I'm nitpicking, but you look back. I mean, the game they won at Boise State was really fortunate. There was a scoop and score 
that the whistle was blown. It was a, a blown call by the uh, by the referees. Boise should have won that game. But hey, I mean that happens sometimes. The, the the calls go your way. They've been playing really well now, and the opportunities there for Oklahoma State uh, to grab it. Um, I, I'll say this about Alabama, and you know, as soon as you criticize Alabama, the next week you say, "What was I thinking?" You know, defensively they've got issues. Arkansas, I give them credit, but I was surprised that Arkansas, that Alabama played that close to Arkansas. On I wasn't. Saturday. I wasn't. People forget Arkansas beat Texas A and M. Yeah, I mean Arkansas. Yeah, they also got obliterated by Georgia. Well, I think Georgia caught them at the right time. Remember, they had that stretch where they beat A and M. Then I think they went and played. Uh, well, they beat. They, so they beat A and M after beating Texas. So they beat Texas week two. A couple weeks later, they beat A and M, and then they went to Georgia and lost right. thirty-seven. So I think they didn't have the depth. They Arkansas didn't have the depth good. for just, that Georgia game, in my opinion, and it got out of hand early. I think this Alabama team—they've got some issues. Uh, they're not vintage Alabama. They've got some question marks True. defensively. They can't run the ball, which is surprising to me. I thought they would be able to run more. Uh, but Bryce Young's the real deal, man. He is absolutely the real deal. So uh, Georgia and Alabama will be a, a fascinating game. We'll get the rankings tomorrow night. I do think, like you said, I think Ohio State jumps the two, as they should. Uh, and that will, I think, help the playoff committee be able to maneuver Alabama a little bit if they were to fall to Georgia in the SEC championship in two weeks. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won 30-10. The final score will get you our final thoughts on the Buccaneers winning and covering tonight down in Tampa next right here on the Nightcap. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, it's really Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. make your next bet be sure to visit vcin.com and check the current betting splits data this new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets betting splits just another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year round check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It is the nightcap here on vcin alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It has gone final. Sean King's former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, take care of the New York Giants. 30-10. to Primetime dog does not come home here. Came home last night. A hell of a game, by the way. Were you expecting Chargers-Steelers to be 41-37 like that? <laughs> uh, but tonight, it was uh, all... Buccaneers, Brady, 30 of 46, 307, and two touchdowns through the air. Did throw a pick, and uh, the defense uh, stepped up, and now you're starting to see it. The health starting to come back for Tampa Bay. Um, Vita Vea was out tonight, Sean, but all in all, uh, you have to be pleased. The Buccaneers uh, faithful have to be pleased with this performance. You're playing an inferior team, but you didn't mess around. Look, two weeks ago, they lost to the Washington football team. Uh, that was surprising, certainly. Uh, but tonight, not the case. Up by seven at the half. Shut out the Giants in the second half. Daniel Jones does a couple picks in the second half. Saquon Barkley only had six carries in this game. It was a situ- It was a game, Sean, where really uh, Brady uh, just threw the air. You had Mike Evans go for six catches, 73 yards. Uh, so he's going to be over on his props uh, for tonight. Rob Gronkowski goes six catches. For 71 yards, uh, he goes over on his props. As his props are just 31 and a half yards, so you really could have cruised to that one. Chris Godwin actually goes under his receiving yards and under his receptions. His numbers were incredibly high as he had six catches for 65 yards, but goes under on receptions and receiving yards. But 
scored the game's first touchdown, so that was a nice eight to one cash there uh, for that. But you know, when you look at we talked we started the show, Sean, talking about the AFC and how open it feels. The Cowboys didn't really look great yesterday. Um, they lose nineteen to nine. Um, you know, the Packers lose to the Minnesota Vikings. Tampa is the defending champs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now seven and three. Is this? Are they getting? Are they getting right? Are the Buccaneers absolutely kind of rounding think, into form? Yeah, and I think I've been pretty consistent with. I still think the Bucks are the favorites, in my opinion, to repeat. I just think they had to get healthy. You saw Sean Murphy Bunton was back tonight, the cornerback. Still waiting on Carlton Davis to get back. As you mentioned, Vita Vea mm-hmm. did not play tonight. Antonio Brown was out. So they still aren't all the way back, and they still were dominant against the Giants tonight. But to me, the NFC is a little different, whereas the AFC, I think, is just about trying to get in the playoffs. I mean, it's a crapshoot right, right now. I mean, you're hoping the dice land on your number. But in the NFC, it's all about home field in the NFC championship game. To me, that's what – Arizona, Green Bay, Dallas, and Tampa are competing for. That's why their regular season wins are very important. If you're Arizona, you don't want to have this kind of season and then end up at Green Bay if you make it to the NFC Championship game. Same thing with Dallas. Same thing with Tampa. Tampa's been dominant at home. Granted, the first game against Dallas was a shootout, but, I mean, they've been rolling teams in Tampa. They won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. in Tampa. So getting an opportunity to play right there at Ray J is really, really, really big for them. So, that's why these games are important because I think at the end of this, I'm going to favor whoever in the NFC has home field at the end of the regular season. You know, you look at the schedule now remaining for Tampa Bay, and they've got a game that looks more and more challenging next week because of the way that the Colts have been playing. So they go on the road to Indianapolis, Sean, uh, this upcoming weekend. And then you've got a lot of division games, mm-hmm. and the Jets still lurking there. Yes, you do have the Bills coming to town, but for me, the way I'm looking at it right now, I mean, Tampa Bay will be a favorite in every single game the rest of the way because they get the Bills at home. I believe they'll be a favorite there, and they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road this week. If they can go into Indianapolis against a team that's playing really well right now, we saw them you know, go nuts on the Bills. If they take care of that game and – they continue to get healthy. I mean, you look, you've got two games against the Panthers still left, uh, Falcons, Saints, Jets on the road. You've got an opportunity here to take this conference because when is Kyler going to come back? How healthy is he going to be? We just saw the Vi- uh, the Packers lose, so they now have the same amount of losses as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they haven't had their bye yet, uh, Green Bay, but... I think Tampa Bay, the way the schedule kind of plays out here, Sean, if they get past the Colts, and I'm not saying, look, I, the Bills are going to be a challenge. But. Yeah, I think Tampa has the toughest road of everybody. Really? And there's seven games. They only have two teams that I think they can show up with 80, 85% and win, and that's Atlanta and the Jets. Because you have to remember now, Carolina has a top-five defense, and they have also added Cam Newton. See, I, so I every mean, week, you disagree on the Cam Newton situation. See, I just think every week that Cam's there and they add more offense, I don't know how much people have watched Carolina's defense. Carolina, I'm pretty good it's on good. defense. It's good. And when you have Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson on offense, you're a threat. You know, so that, those aren't going to be easy games. Those are divisional opponents. They get up for each other. They have to play the Saints still who already beat them 
And they beat them even yeah. though Jameis Winston wasn't available for the majority of that game because he got injured early. Sean Payton kind of has had their number, especially during the regular season. So I don't think it's an easy stretch for Tampa. Well, you look at – and it's funny because ESPN actually has the same graphics up right now. Uh, the Packers – uh, they've got the Rams at home this upcoming weekend. They've got the Bears, who are a disaster right now. Uh, you have to go to Baltimore, home to the Browns on Christmas. Then you get the Vikings again and the Lions. So manageable. A uh, couple tricky spots there. There'll be a dog on the road at Baltimore, uh, assuming Lamar is 100%. He was just under the weather yesterday. Um and then the Cardinals, they actually have a you know a reasonably manageable schedule. But my question about the Cardinals is, Sean, I mean, is Kyler coming back 100% healthy? How's he going to play? For the Cardinals, it's funny. You look at the combined winning percentage, the Bears and the Lions are on there. But still, you have the Colts on Christmas Day. You've got the Cowboys on the road. You've got the Rams on, uh, on a Monday night at home, and then you close out with the Seahawks, who at that point might have packed it in for, for the offseason. But, yeah. What's Philadelphia's a, odds to win the NFC East? I will look that up right now. Um, you know, it's funny. I thought about playing that in the preseason. Uh, right now, the NFC East, uh, Philadelphia plus 750. Uh, remind me after the show. Make sure I put a little something on that. And here's why Dallas ends their season, Philly ends their season at home versus Dallas. Mm -hmm. That could very well be for the NFC East title. Because, see, Dallas has seven games left. Four of those games are on the road. Right now the Eagles uh, are two and a half games back of the Cowboys. They're five and six. They haven't had their bye yet. The Cowboys are seven and three. You, uh, as soon as you saw the line in the Raiders game at Dallas, you were like, ooh, I like the Raiders. So Dallas has some tricky games there, especially because of their injury situation. Amari Cooper's out, potentially C.D. Lamb being out. So, I mean, they're getting injured at the wrong time. I know Ezekiel, I think he came back in the game, but he kind of, you know, injured himself on one of those runs. So Eagles seem to be getting right. And they're getting good. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Remember who did I tell you he reminded me of before the season? You? No, Russell Wilson. <laughs> If you watch him play, he's very, very similar to young Russell. You know, just his charisma, his demeanor, his leadership abilities. I mean, they are A1. They've got some really good young pieces there. They're a dangerous team. Washington's playing better. Uh, nice win. I mean, they've won back-to-back games. Taylor Heineke played well. But the next five games for the, for the Eagles were five and six. They're six and five, I think. Five and six. Yeah, five and six. Yeah. Giants. Jets, bye week, Washington, Giants, Washington. But I said so. That last game of the season against Dallas, they could be sitting there for all the now marbles. It's the NFL. It's hard to win every single week as we see double digit dogs continuing to win. They are more talented than everybody they're going to play until they get to Dallas. They will be a favorite in all five of those games right. heading in before Dallas. You now once p- a plus seven fifty, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, breaking news. Uh, Mike Bray is not wearing shorts tonight, so I will not be betting on Notre Dame. So uh, it's very unfortunate. When they went to Maui last time, he looked the part of an AAU coach on uh, on floor number three. That's awesome. Uh, but he is wearing pants tonight. 
per Jim Root. So no bet for me. He's going to sit back and watch St. Mary's and Notre Dame, which will be tipping off uh, shortly here. Uh, St. Mary's is a one-point favorite at Circa. Well, Tom Brady, 307 yards through the air tonight. Couple of touchdowns. Is he going to be the MVP? It's the nightcap on VC. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VSIN.com slash subscribe and get a shirt like this one keep calm there's still a game in hawaii or what's that shirt i gotta get this on the uh, website yeah, yeah sean king oh yeah see yeah nice where'd you get that shirt from you know i got i got i, I know people. people yeah i know people i don't have that shirt yet that's all right we gotta get these on the uh website i gotta call my guys the sean king qb10 shirts yeah, absolutely i like it if you like a vsin logo um Tampa Bay winning tonight 30-10. to 10. Under comes home. The dog does not cover. And Tam, Tom Brady can put to bed the 0-11 streak in primetime games, which, once again, I, I would like to throw a little caveat to because the Super Bowl starts at, what, 6.30? That's not technically primetime, but whatever. Uh, so the Buccaneers win and cover. They're now 7-3 on the season. Uh, they are now, what, a game and a half back of the Arizona Cardinals for the top spot in the NFC, a game back of the Green Bay Packers. I can promise you one thing. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones will not put this on. I deserve a big extension (laughs) on the application for that. Yeah, he did not. uh, He was terrible tonight. He did not look very good. Um, Real quick, we do have a college basketball game coming up um, in uh, just down the road from us at the Mandalay Bay in the Maui Invitational, the final game of the Maui Invitational of round one. Uh, it is St. Mary's of California against Notre Dame. Uh, right now, your current line, a pick here at Circa and uh, actually at South Point. If you like the Irish, you can get one and a half. Uh, but you've seen some steady stream uh, steam on St. Mary's. And uh, I know our guy Jim Root, who was uh, courtside for that game. Covering all of these events, uh, he is uh, on St. Mary's as well. So we will see. Uh, like I said, I am officially off uh, the Irish because uh, Mike Bray is wearing pants, and I think that's uh, outrageous that he's wearing pants. So uh, he wore shorts at the Maui Invitational when they won in a couple of years ago, and uh, I am officially off the Irish. So the game about to start uh, over at the Mandalay Bay. We'll keep you updated on that one. Sean... You've got the Puckstradamus. I do. Puckstradamus has uh, the Carolina Hurricanes on the puck line. They just scored to open the second period. They're at 1-0, plus 165. That'd be a nice hit tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe take that and parlay it tomorrow into some action. Have you looked at the action for tomorrow? I like Ball State. 
Ooh. Ball State laying six and a half. They are five and six. Need to win that game for bowl eligibility. Buffalo, four and seven. Starting quarterback Kyle Van Treese remains out. It's been a disappointing year for them. I, I, I know we don't, I know laying points in a MAC game, especially around a touchdown, is, is always a risky proposition. It is. But I do feel like Ball State is uh, is going to be motivated. This, you know, tomorrow on the show we will take a look, and I have them written down. But you know, with Monday Night Football and all of that, today wasn't the day. But tomorrow, Sean, there are a whole bunch of games involving teams with five wins, right? Trying to get bowl eligible, trying to get that bowl eligibility. So we will uh, we will take a look at those. One of teams. them being Florida and Florida State. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've got we've got four games between five and six teams this wow. weekend. Florida, Florida State, which I don't understand that line. Uh, the line has moved now towards Florida. It is now Florida minus three in some spots. I, I'm taking the points of Florida State. Florida State wants to play. Florida doesn't. They just fired their coach. Uh, Maryland and Rutgers. Who did uh, Florida name as the interim? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I'll look that up. FAU, Middle Tennessee State, ODU, Old Dominion, and Charlotte. Your four teams. Old Dominion has been hot. Yeah, they're playing They've been really playing well. good. And they're laying a big old number against Charlotte. Uh, Greg Knox is apparently the interim for Florida. Oh, the defensive, uh, I think he's a DB's coach. Uh, by the way, Dan Mullen was asked if he wanted to coach the final game, and he declined. So things are great. Down bro, bro, if you're going to fire me <laughs> a year after we were in the SEC championship game, then go ahead and fire me. Um, by the way, Scott Strickland was the associate AD at Tulane when I was there. Yeah, he got a chance to be the head coach. <laughs> yeah, of lacrosse. <laughs> um, ooh, St. Mary's off to a quick start. I like the pastels down in the uh, in the paint there at uh, at Mandalay Bay. All right. Uh, so what we witnessed tonight, we saw Tom Brady and company take care of business. Sean, I, you know, your guess is as good as mine. It feels like a week in a week out situation. I, I just think at the end of the day. And Mike Sando alluded to it. We've talked about it. I don't have a bet on it. I should have bet it. We said it weeks ago. I just think at the end of the day that Tom Brady's going to win MVP. I wish you would have – well, not you, but I go back to this. And we've been talking about this kind of since week two, three in the NFL. And what have I said when we put this list up? Do you remember? Every time we put this list up, I say, listen, whoever – your team is, your yeah. player, just go with him. Because at the time, Brady was like 10, 11, 12 to 1. Now he's 350. If he plays bad next week and Josh Allen has a big game and Lamar Jackson has a big – like they've just fluctuated all year based on the most recent performance. So, I mean, if you like one of these guys, just bet him. I mean, even Matthew Stafford, he seems like he's out of it now. I don't think he has any chance. But if he all of a sudden gets hot – and has two or three 300-yard multi-touchdown pass games, he's going to rise back up on that list. So I think it's so wide open. Get a horse and stick with that horse. Think if you had just put $10 on Brady every week of the season. Hmm. I mean, you'd have Tom for almost probably 60, 70 to 1 right now because he's been up in the double digits for multiple weeks. When Josh Allen had that big game against Kansas City, when Lamar had that great game where they came back, I think it was the Vikings. Like, all of these guys have shot up on this board, and Brady kind of, you know, was out of sight, out of mind, I think, for a little stretch there. You know, because some of his shine came off after the big, I think it was week two matchup against the Rams, 
when the Rams look great at home and, you know, whichever one of these guys you like, just I, I'd put a little bit on them every week and, and just keep going. And at the end of this, if they win, you're going to have a nice payout. What about Jonathan Taylor? So, obviously, right now. At 100 to 1, he's worth a bet. But he's not 100 to 1 anymore. Now he's 20 to 1. I, I just. I think he's worth a bet because. Right now, it I feels think like the Colts have the, a chance to get hot. I do too, but as we know, it's so hard to win this award as a running back. Fair or not, it's just the way it's played out. And Jonathan Taylor was spectacular yesterday. He had five touchdowns, four on the ground. He was unbelievable. Uh, and I think the Colts will make the playoffs. Uh, I think they will get hot. I think they have a chance to, you know, win 10 games. Uh, they're six and five right now, uh, maybe 11. Here's why I think you bet Jonathan Taylor. I just, yeah. If, if the Bucks end up with six losses, which they're sitting at, what, seven and three now? Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Well, they end up with five losses. It's hard for me to think that Brady's going to win MVP on a five-loss team. Having said but that. But if Brady, well, let's say that, let's just say for, for argument's sake that, so the, the the Colts are six and five, the Bucks are seven and three. Right. So let's say they end with a, the same record. And, and Tom, Jonathan Taylor has what, seventeen, eighteen hundred yards rushing and twenty plus touchdowns? I mean, I could see Jonathan winning it in that instance. Just because the Colts have been so out of sight, out of mind. If they end up getting back and they're a factor, you know, I think Jonathan Taylor gets a lot of credit for that success. Aaron Rodgers can't win it. No, he won't win it. The NFL is just not going to allow somebody, whether you believe or don't believe in the vaccine, whatever, his I'm immunized and not actually being vaccinated. He can't win it. Can we agree on that? I don't. Yeah, and he won last year. Right. I just don't. I, I don't think Josh Allen and the Bills are good enough. Yeah, I think Josh Allen's kind of they're they're fading a little bit. I think it. At the end of the day, I think Tom Brady at 44 years old, tonight he throws for 300 yards, two more touchdowns. They're going to win the division. They might win the number one seed in the, in the NFC. I just have a hard time envisioning him not winning it. I mean, Derrick Henry last year, Sean. Two weeks ago he was like seventh or eighth I know. on the odds. So all it takes is a bad game. But the Bucks aren't going to fall away. You know, They're still going to win their division. They're still going to be one of the top three teams, if not top two teams in the in the NFC and for you know Jonathan Taylor if they get hot they're still they're not going to win their division they've dug themselves such a big hole and Derrick Henry last year rushed for 2000 yards and no one batted an eye about him winning it I think it was a weird year because of the covid I think Jonathan Taylor has a, a, a chance I'd love to have him at the 100 to 1 Yeah I mean at 100 to 1 sure What if he's it, what if he's 60 to 1 60 when to 1 come out? Yes What's but, the lowest but, threshold where you take a bet on Jonathan Taylor where you place a bet 40 well, let's hope he's 40. Yeah. So, uh, we will see. You give I, me the money, I'll bet it. Well, I told you to bet C.J. Stroud yeah, on dumb. this show. I didn't listen. You did not listen. Let's go, Bryce Young. You are such a hater. What a <laughs> hater. We'll talk about the Heisman Trophy on the other side. Who will bring it home? Is it now a two-horse race? It's a nightcap on Visa. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN Monday Night Football. Not that all that entertaining, but hey, it was something. 30 to 10, the final score, the Buccaneers win, and we are just a couple days away from. Turkey, turkey, turkey day. Yeah. Best game on uh, Thanksgiving? The Egg Bowl. <sighs> Mississippi, Mississippi State. It's actually like, I was kind of surprised. Is Matt Corral not playing? I think he's going to play. I was surprised by that line. I think uh, Mississippi State is favored, aren't they? Uh, I was glancing at it earlier. They are? Yeah, no. favored by yeah. one. Mississippi State, that was surprising it's to now me. Now two. Here at uh, at Circa, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to Brad Powers top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming week of college. 
football. Uh, we do have some college hoops going on right now. Notre Dame and St. Mary's, the Maui Invitational here in Las Vegas. Uh, early lead for the Irish, under 12 minutes to go in the first half. St. Mary's went off as a one-point favorite in most spots. And uh, so, should be a good one between uh, two teams sponsored by Under Armour. Um, what do you think about Thursday's NFL slate? I don't think all three favorites win. So I was trying to figure out which dog do I want to make Lions the mascot man. of the campaign. Lions. Andy Dalton. See, here's the deal with this. Come on. I, I, I've got the Lions. I've got, got, I've got yellow tape around the Lions, especially if Jared Goff is not going to play. Is he definitely going to be out? I don't know yet. I mean, they played all right last this weekend. Yeah, all right's not good enough when you take the money line. You're playing Chicago at all right. All right is not enough if you take the money line. I don't trust New Orleans. I know they're at home. Um, and Vegas on the road getting seven. What Vegas is showing up, maybe this is a buy low spot on Las Vegas. Um, I think I'm going Raiders. Yeah? Yeah. And just, and just I'm going to go Raiders, I think, and just pray that CD doesn't play. And they're out there without C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper is obviously out right. uh, with COVID protocols. Um, so, And then, you know, just roll the dice. I mean, that's probably the one game if I look up and that was the result, I'd be least shocked of the three. I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit won with Andy Dalton starting quarterback. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I would not. Yeah. Chicago stinks. They've played 10 games. Chicago stinks. I know, but Detroit's played 10 games. Yeah. They've, if there was a way to lose a game, they've checked off every one of them. Uh, I, 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 I think they're alive. Yeah, like they're breathing. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Because you can't mean alive to like actually winning. I mean, you're going to... No gonna... golf, no chance. But Andy Dalton, it's his time. Bro, one thing I know Andy's not going to do is more than likely not lose the game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk more about that uh, tomorrow. Mentioned Brad Powers will join us like he always does each and every Monday uh, at the top of the hour. Get his thoughts on a on a big weekend. Huge games. None bigger than Michigan and Ohio State uh, at the Big House. Noon Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Uh, that game right now. Consensus Ohio State laying eight. Some interesting games. Are certain teams, have they given up? Uh, you know, it, it's a fascinating slate of games this weekend. I think if you like Ohio State, you better bet them now. Oh, I agree. I think that number's going to keep going up, especially when you look at that total. Like 63 and a half, and they're favored by eight. Like, I mean, have I been missing something with Michigan this year? <laughs> as far as, like, their ability, I knew, their ability I knew to score points? I this game points? would be, I mean, the look-ahead line was like four and a half. So. I mean, the last two weeks versus Indiana and Penn State, Michigan scored – 29 and 21. I don't count the game against Aaron's Maryland team. That's not like a <laughs> Division One ball club at this, at this point with all the injuries they have. But like By Penn way, State and Indiana, like Michigan scored 21 and 29. I was uh, I was really bummed out to see that Adrian Martinez was ruled out for Nebraska mm. because I was going to bet Nebraska. That was the stinkiest line of the college football season. That game opened Nebraska. Minus four. They're three and seven. No, I'm sorry. Three and eight. One and seven in conference play. And they were laying points against Iowa. But Martinez is out. Um, I don't know much about the backup. I'll have to we'll ask Brad about that. 
Nebraska and Iowa. But um, over the weekend, it became a two-man Heisman race with C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young putting on respective shows. And, you know, we saw this a couple years ago, Sean, with Leonard Fournette, where he was the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. He goes to Tuscaloosa. I think he got held to like 10 yards or something like that. And he didn't even end up getting invited to New York. Now, I, I think Kenneth Walker still will get invited to New York. I think Matt Corral will probably still get invited to New York as well. But at the end of the day, it feels like right now it's Stroud versus Young. And for me, and hopefully some of our listeners, they took the 30-1 to on C.J. Stroud in early October. And you look at some of the, the ebbs and flows here on C.J. Stroud and his Heisman candidacy. Um, when you look at C.J. Stroud, he's still got Michigan left. He's still got the Big Ten championship. How does Bryce Young win the Heisman Trophy? Oh, they, does he have to? They here, beat guess, Auburn, and then he has the he has to look like the Heisman Trophy winner versus Georgia. That I think the Auburn game doesn't matter. It does because they got to beat Auburn for Auburn's terrible. I know they're six and five. It's just the Iron Bowl. Carolina. It's the Iron Bowl. You know better than I do. He well, can only. I'll say this: he can only lose the Heisman Trophy. He can't win it. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. for the platform in the SEC championship game to that be a stage to be, yeah. where he can reassess his candidacy as the leading candidate. He has, they have to beat Auburn first. And you can never take for granted the Iron Bowl. It's just like these, it don't matter, you throw the records out the door. Like these are games that are like generational games. Like people, like the impact, the energy is different. It doesn't matter. They are 20-point favorites. Yeah, they Without, should be. With no Bo Nix, there's no chance Auburn wins. I, I never say that in that game. None. Ever. No chance. You say, I mean, I think you told me that C.J. Stroud had no chance to win the Heisman Trophy. Now he's, you know, minus 200. Yeah, I didn't say that. I didn't say no chance. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll find the video. Yeah, I didn't say, I don't think I said no chance. No, you did. Yeah, not in seriously minute. I might have, like, been getting under your I mean, skin. Just saying, you, words, say words were said, and now, you know, on Twitter, you were trying to be all nice, like, oh, Tim. I was not. So, PSA, public service announcement, I am of the ilk. I don't give credit for people that pick Ohio State, Alabama. Like, come on. They're good every year. I didn't their quarterbacks are generally good every year. So, so why didn't you bet them at 30-1? to 1? Well, because if their quarterback wins the Heisman, okay, cool. Cool. You're not going to give me credit when you told me. I said that on been, Twitter. You've been telling me for the past I said on Twitter, months, good call. Past two months, you say he's not Heisman-like. He's not. But he's not. He, he I doesn't don't. run enough. I don't. I don't think. And listen, if he lays a clunker Saturday yeah. against Michigan, he, he he's not winning it. it. Yeah. I know. Will he? I mean, I had the right horse. No, you didn't. But I had the wrong trainer. And How'd the you... ownership group didn't know what to do. Hold on. How, how did you have the right horse? Kenneth Walker went to Columbus, folks. And I'm a big Mel Tucker fan. Uh, but he allowed his offensive coordinator to only give the ball to person, I think that was second in the Heisman Trophy voting, six carries in that game. Well, the six Heisman carries. Trophy voting hasn't happened yet. Well, the polls leading up to it. There are no polls. Well, we put something up there, odds, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That, so yeah. anyway, I got the right horse. They didn't let him run his race, so now we're probably how, out of it. How exactly did you have the right horse? I'm just saying you can't go to Columbus in that kind of game, and a guy that's up for the Heisman is by far your best player. You only give him seven, six carries. Six. Six carries. 
Well, when your secondary that's less than two a quarter. When your secondary gives up, doesn't matter. Has nothing to do with offense. I, no, it does. No, it doesn't. When you're down forty, because when they scored the first time, they're only down seven to zero. Mm-hmm. When they scored and the then, second time, they're they only down fourteen then they didn't to zero. Score. But and I'm, they had a punch. Part of that is give the ball to Kenneth Walker. Allow him to be great. Mm. Would it would have made a difference? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I had a rule as a coordinator, win or lose, I was never going to. Can, can you ask that question again? Would it have made a difference? Can you ask that question? No, listen. I had a rule as a coordinator. Can you ask the question again? And a lot of guys get so caught up, and they had all these little gimmicky plays they were trying to run early. Listen, don't ever get on the bus and the plane after a game, and you didn't give your best guys a chance to win the game. Like, that's rule number one for great coordinators. Why have great players if you're not going to use them? It's not about the X's and O's. It's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Give your best players a chance to actually be great. And they didn't do that with Kenneth Walker. Period. Shout out to C.J. Stroud. I thought he played phenomenal. Shout out to you for being on the wagon at 30-1. to Hey, good call. Now he got to go out and do it again in Ann Arbor. He does. He has to. Beat Michigan. Um, Let's go, Bryce Young. You are such a hater. But I appreciate you. It was really nice, the charity that you gave away in our bankroll. Yeah, was, uh, I had really a bad nice. week. God, I had a bad week. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, you lost You lost everything. I had a bad week. Brad Powers will join us. We'll talk week 13 of the college football season next, right here on the Nightcap. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 